up, guys? Welcome to Real Estate Podcast, episode 213. I'm here with Griffin. Trav. And I'm here with Adam. And we're in the Matrix. Yeah, we're in the Matrix. I mean, we watched the Matrix. Right? Yeah. Yeah, right. I couldn't help it, so, guys, and I watched all three of them, but we're only talking about the first two. Right, uh-huh. right. Missed last week, but it's all right. We're coming in strong with a twofer. Yeah. You know? Two for Sutherland. <laughs> That's key for Sutherland's nephew, Tufer. Yeah. <laughs> um, Matrix. All right. So look, man, the first Matrix movie for me personally, right? I've watched it a lot. Yeah. Because that's the only one that I've got like on DVD. I don't have any of them on Blu-ray. I went to the drive-in and watched the second one and the third one. And I, of course, watched them when they came out, like on VHS. And yeah, guys, we're that old. We remember VHS, you know what I'm saying? But, um, and that might have been the last time that I watched like all three of them. And it came out in 2003. So I'm going to say the last time I watched all of them was probably 2004, 2005. Yeah. Uh, it's been a minute. That's about right. And in 2003, I was not very old. <laughs> nah. I was like 13, 14, 15. I was 13 or 14, somewhere in there. So, I, I mean, we'll, we'll, as a 13, 14 oh my year old, God, what, are you, dude. what are you concerned with? You know Watch what I mean? these movies 18 years ago, dude. It's fucking Holy crazy. Holy shit, that. man. Yeah, right. That's why I didn't remember. Now, and you remember, there's a lot of stuff you remember. It's like, I remember the oh, yeah, pills, yeah. you know, and a lot of it's yeah. just kind of like pop culture shit. Like, yeah, yeah. But for real, y'all, whenever he goes to see the architect. Yeah. All I could picture was Will Ferrell. And then when he right. finally got there, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, that's the guy. Yeah. Because yeah, I always think yeah. about that when they did it on MTV. Right. But anyway, I mean, and they, they kind of, sp- I mean, they spoofed the architect thing, like how much, like. Well, dude, that, I remember that year, the movie awards, like, it was all Matrix. Like, it yeah. was, every, everything was green. Like, you know, it was a big yeah. deal when it came out. Right. And, I mean, all right, so they released the movie, in, the first movie in 99, which was, like, prime Y2K, right? Yeah. yeah. And, the, and those people out there Think that don't remember that. what Y2K is <laughs> oh, about. Oh, my God. That's, like... The computers were going to, they wouldn't know how to roll over the calendar yeah. and nukes were going to start going off and it was going to be the end of the world. And, and guess like, what happened? Not a fucking thing. The calendar rolled right over to 2000. Yeah. I mean, nothing happened, but like, I mean, it was a huge ordeal. You know what I mean? Like I remember, um, I remember what I was doing. I remember where I was at when it happened, man. I, I was at too. my grandparents' house watching the damn, you know, yeah, the 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 ball dropping shit. Right. My dad's parents. This, this is where I was at. This is crazy. My dad went and bought the first ever. I mean, it's not the first that's ever been produced, but the first one we had, the first ever DVD player. Right. Yeah. He bought two DVDs. He bought the Thirteenth Warrior. Uh huh. And Detroit Rock City. Fucking right, dude. <laughs> and I bet y'all wore we, that one out. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, it's fucking Detroit Rock City. Yeah, dude. dude. But um, we watched The 13th Warrior, 
and that was the first time I'd ever seen anything in widescreen. Yeah, and you're like, why, why is there fucking bars <laughs> on the top and the bottom? Like, yeah, yeah. I used to have to explain I mean, that to people. I was like, you actually see more. Yeah, right. And they're like, no, it cuts off. And I'm like, no, no, no. When it's full screen, you know, the aspect ratio cuts the sides off. Yeah. But people yeah. just didn't like it, man. No. Until widescreen Until TVs, TVs came along. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, there's the rest of it. Yeah. So we and the and the Thirteenth Warrior was notoriously widescreen. Yeah. Like, I mean the the size of the TV that we were watching this on was probably you know a thirty-two. I would say TV. a thirty-two. Yeah, a tube TV. Tube and maybe and, a Magnavox and, or an RCA. I don't know what you had. I think it was it was a Magnavox. Um, but you only saw about I don't know twelve inches of fucking yeah, movie. Yeah, close to could, it. That's how fucking widescreen this shit was, yeah. So, but that's what that's where I was. Y two K. We watched the movie, watched the clock countdown. It hit midnight. Mm-hmm. Everything was fine. That was it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was sitting there going because that whole thing was going on, you know. And they were like, "Well, tonight, you know, there's gonna be." All, I mean, there was people like doomsday prepping. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, like it was serious. Yeah. It was. The world was freaking out. Now, I was sitting there going, wait a minute. All right. Uh, China's like 24 hours ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's already 2000 there and everything's fine. We're yeah. going to be all right. Right. You know? I wasn't thinking that far ahead. <laughs> I was thinking Antonio Banderas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And fucking going to the Kiss show. Yeah, Crazy exactly. mom's not going to let us go. She stole yeah. his fucking drumsticks. <laughs> but, um, and I thought about that whenever I was watching this, you know, that first film came out in 99 and I, all that hype and all that pan, you know, not really pandemic, but that pandemonium. Pan, yeah. Pandemonium of what, what Y2K was and what, you know, everybody thought it was going to be and everything. And it really kind of like, if it kind of plays into the film in a certain, in it a way, does. you know what I mean? Like, Kind of weird. Uh, because, yeah, because the machines took over, like, you know, which would I'm have been sure like they, worse. Had, they had it on their mind when they wrote it. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. You know? um, and it just worked out very well, you know. I bet that's why they had to get it out in 99. Um, but before we get into the movies, like, other than Star Wars, okay, is there any other trilogy that has ever defined filmmaking like the matrix has no i mean bullet time when star well, not, in, not, not in recent memory not really well i mean and i was I thinking mean, well some could argue uh avatars like james cameron you know with the whole 3d advancement but i mean i i get what you're saying though like right because like any was, slow any slow motion sequence any person has ever seen in a film since the matrix is because of the matrix right well and i'm not even just talking about that i'm talking about like so i started racking my brain and thinking about trilogies and i'm thinking about trilogies that defined not only a generation but also define filmmaking and and progress filmmaking that much and i get what you're saying about james cameron and avatar and stuff but like if it wasn't for the matrix we would not have superhero movies. You know what I mean? It, dude, it's I was. Right. Well, I was. I watched the last one already. Okay. 
Right. Yeah. It's a fucking superhero fight at the end, dude. When I was sitting there right. watching him fight fucking Agent Smith, I was like, it's a superhero fight, man. This is a goddamn Marvel movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because not long, because Matrix came out in 99, the other two came out in 2003. The same year. That had never been done. Like, yeah, a yeah. blockbuster movie. They filmed them back to back, released yeah. them the same year. I think one came out May and the other one came out towards the end of the year. Yeah. In like November or something. And I remember then, the theater being packed when Reloaded came out. Yeah. And then X-Men came out in what, 2004? I think so. I mean... Roundabout. Yeah, so... I think that's like 2001. Was it 2000? But still no, off the hills yeah. of the... Off the hills of the Matrix. You know what I'm saying? Like... Yeah. To me, what it felt like, especially with the training sequences and the fight sequence towards the end and, and all that kind of stuff, it's like... They really showed what was, you know, because they brought some of the Asian cinema over, oh, you yeah. know, their their influences, obviously. They brought those influences over to the Matrix and then made a huge, like, you know, blockbuster film. And and that same mentality has, it started in 99 and it really hasn't let up, even to the point where, like, look at modern action films in general. Like, Modern action films are basically like a somewhat reinterpretation of the action sequences from the Matrix. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I and you can say that oh well they stole that from this. It's like yeah they stole that from this, but like it was never stylized like that. You know it was never it was never like and it, the, here's the, here, and what makes what makes the movie pretty damn incredible to me and something that I, that. It happens every time that I rewatch these movies. I'm always impressed at the fact that these movies don't feel dated. Nah, man. No, not at all. I enjoyed and the, the whole, hell out of it. Yeah. I mean, you only hear the year in the soundtrack. Yeah. Well, and, and not only like, I love the way that they used, um, landlines. Like, yeah, that dude, was, that's so cool. Yeah, that that was incredible, and it makes sense. It does. Um, and the way that they treated CGI mm-hmm. was so fucking genius. You know, like, you know, less is more. You know, there were some scenes, like, whenever he's fighting all the Agent Smiths and it gets a little CGI, yeah, you know? Yeah, you can tell they're not real. Yeah. But still, though, you can still, you know, give give in to, the, to what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? I could well, at this point, at this point, you know what the Matrix is, and you know he's manipulating it. So, it's a computer program, and he's a he's an anomaly. Like, yeah. so it, it, you can you can even work that into an argument for it. Yeah. You know exactly. I mean, I even but even at the time that it dropped, it didn't look terrible. No, and it's still and you're right. It's just, yeah, it's like the first one. The first one does on such a crazy level, and I think it's because. The like you were saying, the CGI was used very well. Yeah. Um. So I watch. I haven't watched the third one yet, right? But I have watched the first and the second one. And I was telling Adam about this the other because we we kind of been talking about the Matrix on and off for like the past week or two. You know, like we'll mm-hmm. we'll get on here and we'll start talking, and I'm like, all right, what about you know Oracle? You know, like we start talking about you know Matrix shit. But anyway, um, 
I forgot what I was going to say. Where was I going with that? Fuck. Oracle was different in the second one? No, no. All right, so watching the first one and the second one, me personally, after watching both of them now, I really, really, really enjoyed the second one, almost more so than the first one. Yeah, I I remembered like back in the day being like, the first one was just, and of course watched it so much. Yeah. But it was like the first one, you know, the first one was the best one. Yeah. But it's a little different this time around, man. Like, and it's like kind of, you kind of watch it all together. It's just one big movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's how how I I revisit it. It's just one big movie, dude. Yeah. Especially when it hits that to be continued. I went, fuck that, you know? Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for this. (laughs) Yeah. I need to know what happened. Nah. I started to do the same thing. And this, this was when Blockbusters. Like I haven't, and maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just forgetting a swath of film. But when Reloaded went to to be continued, I didn't have that feeling since like the early viewings of watching like the sequels to Back to the Future. Yeah, right. Where it's where like it's not just a cliffhanger as in the movie's tied up. It's like no, it stops the movie. Yeah, it just stops, dude. It's like Pulse. to be continued, and I'm like no. Yeah. Yeah. Cue fucking rage against the machine. Yeah. <laughs> in both of them. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, fuck. Yeah. I think, I think where people get, where people give the sequel shit is because they take the savior, the savior, uh, theme and they really run with it. Oh yeah. I mean, but I mean, to me, though, after watching Marvel and, you know, uh, DC films and like that, how is that any different than what Snyder did with Superman? Well, see, and I have to agree with you because I'm not of those people that criticize those sequels like that. I enjoyed them. Right. And so so for me, yeah, like I I enjoyed the journey because it's like you're getting this crazy simulated version of like a second coming story. Yeah. But it's played out. Like fucking Tron, you know? Right. And it's, uh, I don't know, man. Like, I, I've just really enjoyed this watch. I enjoyed it. A lot, man. And, all right, let's get into some of the technical stuff here. So, like, in the first film, like, all right, before we go any further, favorite character. Who's your favorite character? Favorite character. Hmm. I mean, I already some... know. Who, what you got, Trav? Well, he, he it's it's a, he's a small character, but I've always thought that Seraph was the shit. Okay, okay, the one that you got to beat to get to the Oracle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but as far as like the big, fucking crazy, you know, the big the big upper characters, mm-hmm. uh. I don't know. It's always been a tie between like the architect and fucking Smith, man. I really like Smith. Yeah. He was born for that acting dude. Yeah. dude. When he does that, when they have Morpheus tied up and he's like the fucking smell, (laughs) I want to get out of here, man. Yeah. I hate it. I'm just like this guy, like, holy shit. Yeah. Spoon boy was all right. My, who's your favorite character, Adam? I might have to go with Agent Smith, man. 
I mean, he's a great fucking, he's a great villain. Yeah. But that you can really sympathize with to an extent. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, he's programmed to do it. So yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, he's, he's, he's such a good metaphor in the film for if you're going to wake people up, you're, you're going to get, you know, like he, he kind of encapsulates what's going to happen with, you know, the people that want out and are necessarily, you know, nefarious with their intents, you know, tank's yeah. pretty cool too. Yeah, Tank was awesome. With his damn programming. He's like, give me a minute, you know? Yeah. Tank and Doze. Well, like when they're sitting yeah. there watching the Matrix and they can like read it. Oh, yeah. Because he was like, what are you crazy. looking at? And he's like, well, after a while, you don't see this. You can see like Red Car or, yeah, you know, like when he was doing stuff, they're like, I've never seen any code like this. I don't know what's happening. There's like a, yeah, that's how you know. Yeah. It sucks that they did that Tank didn't come back for the sequels, but Yeah, you know. I don't know why. Well, you know, they, they had the different uh uh Oracle, right? Uh the Oracle died Oh she died filming. Oh yeah, the, the they don't even explain died. that. They're just like Yeah. She's I, and I like how she's just chill, smoking a cigarette, like Yeah. She's a stoner. Yeah, yeah, dude, for sure has the beads hanging. Yeah. I didn't know um, she died. No. That makes yeah. sense now. I thought she just wanted more money. Well, that's why they didn't bring Tank back. Yeah. Tank wanted more money. And they were like, basically, fuck yeah, you. Yeah, dude, you're just the so, programmer. Like, So I certainly didn't come up with this. And I know that it's been saying, it, like, a lot of articles and, and other content create, creators have made like stuff about this. But it's such a good theory that I've I've started to run with it too, especially with previous viewings of it since learning said theory. They never get out of the matrix. Do you agree or do you disagree? So like, so all right with that. Wait before you go there. Who's your favorite character? Because we're about to get away um, from that. Morpheus. Okay. Morpheus, Morpheus is my favorite character. And the reason why is because like his, um, well, all right. He's a badass. First of all, like a given, cool name, but cool name, cool sunglasses. Um, he's the forever faithful. Well, the thing, yeah, it's like his belief in who Neo is and what he is capable of, um, is to such a degree, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it like is, he's willing to die for it. Like it's yeah. a, like he, he, if you if outside looking in, Morpheus is radicalized by the ideology of the one. Yes, yeah, but he's on the right side. Like it, it, it's his motivation. It's it's what drives his character to do all this stuff to sacrifice himself. Like, which also drives Neo into becoming who the one is. So it's this it's this clever riding back and forth that they did with this, where it's like. You know, he goes to the Oracle and the Oracle's like, you ain't the one, bitch. And then he's like, you know, one of y'all's going to have to die. And then Neo's like, fuck this. Like, I'm going to go save him. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Nobody's dying on my watch. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm the exactly. one. I'm, that's not how this works. Yeah. And it's just like, Morpheus is a badass. Neo just like works for Morpheus. But Neo's the one. But they respect each other so much. You know what I'm saying? Like, because Neo could by all means be like, fuck you. I'm taking the ship over, dude. Fuck Neo, you. Man. Yeah, Neo answers to Morpheus. Exactly. And it's like that respect that not only Neo, but everybody has for Morpheus. 
whether they believe in the same shit that he believes in or not, everybody respects the shit out of him, you know? And it's just, I don't know. I love that. I love his character. Well, you know? they, they, they did a good job in the first film and in this one, really driving home the fact that Morpheus is not, is going to remain unchanged in this story. Like he's, he's always yeah. going to be more. His dilemmas are not going to be morally based. Oh no. He's, he's made his mind up years ago. Well, even the council, uh, when they're talking to major pain, the guy's like, we got to fucking bomb them when they get here, you know, yeah, yeah. fuck the ship. Yeah. Um, they're like, have you heard from Morpheus? Yeah. Have we heard from the Oracle? And he's like, fuck this Oracle shit, man. They're like, no, nah, dude, fuck you. You know? Yeah. That's the only thing yeah. that's going to stop this shit. Yeah. The prophecy, man. So, but that's, that's my favorite character by far. Like, and you know, everybody like Neo, like he can fly and do like all kinds of crazy Neo shit. But so like, he's the hero. Like yeah. he kind of gets, he kind of gets that, that placeholder regardless. Yeah. But fucking Morpheus is the man behind the man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's without Morpheus, and, and, you don't have Neo. And I, and I know we, 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 kind of sat and just picked which ones you know and all that but really at the end of the day this movie had such a like a good well-written script that all the characters are great they're all they like they all feel real when you watch them oh yeah for sure the struggle was real yeah but it's i mean and the balls that the wachowski siblings Mm -hmm. sisters bro siblings okay all right the balls that they had when they wrote this to kill off, <laughs> no, legitimately, to kill off yeah. 99% of the fucking characters in the first For film. For real, dude. Like, the balls that they had, they're like, fuck a sequel. Like, when they we're going to heist. Yeah. And they just kill everybody, and it's like, yeah. Uh, Trinity, I'm going to need you to hop in there. I mean, they kill fucking everybody in that first film. Dude fucking gets out of the Matrix and, like, fucking hits him with the fucking ray of death, the BFG from doom and just fucks t- fucking dozer. And t- like, I'm like, and I remember this happening, but every time it happens, every time I watch the film, I'm always so surprised. Like you, I'm a, I'm offended Yeah, that he's killing all these motherfuckers. Yeah, and he's just unplugging them. Yeah. He and he's Judas just on them, dude. Yeah. Right. But you needed that moment. You know what I'm saying? I like, don't think that Smith was going to put him back into the matrix. It was time to to remove the cushion. Oh, yeah. And let you know that nobody's safe, regardless of if they're in or out. You know, like. He just told um, me whatever he wanted to hear. He's like, I want to be somebody important. He's like, of course. Well, it made made that scene where Neo's running to the the fucking phone to get out. He opens the door, out steps Smith, pop, 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 and just fucking tears him down in the hallway. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember first watching the movie when I was a kid, and I was like, oh, shit, it's fucking, what? Yeah. No, this is bullshit, you know? Right. And then Um, Deuce to the fucking X comes in, you know? Yeah, right. Um, All right, Trev, what you got? What's the theory? The, The theory. The theory is that, and it'll probably... It'll probably come come full circle once the third movie's been watching. Adam probably might already be. I know. Be there, I know why you would say that. I do know why you would um, say that. Yes. But my theory is the, the theory that 
my th- the theory that I agree with and am so in support of is the idea that they've never really left the matrix. Okay. By waking up and going to the real world, they're just in the next level of the matrix. It's just another simulation. It's a simulation inside a simulation. Um, <laughs> a few, if we're going to pretend like part three doesn't exist right now, and we're going on what we just have up to reloaded, so far, Neo has escaped the Matrix, become the Savior, harnessed the ability to work and manipulate within the parameters of the Matrix. He can break it and bend it to his will. Well, he also does it in the real world. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody else can, but he can. He can. And then Agent Smith, it, it does get into the other movie, but there's no spoilers here. We've all seen them. Agent Smith comes into the real world. Like, how is that even possible? Right. And, and also, how did they not know that was fucking him by the way he was talking? Like And and all of those those little straw mans aside, the biggest thing for me is that the machines have crafted the real world to such a level to where they're farming human beings. How are they going to have that kind of an anomaly or that kind of a hole in there? Even with all of the architects jar- uh, jargon yeah. about the idea that, you know, every like pretty much saying, man, we update the matrix ever so often. Like you're, you know, you show up, we present the dilemma, you choose it. But either way, we still fucking go to fucking Zion and we still wipe you all the fuck out. Right. And this is, and I think in the movie, he says, this is like the seventh time they've done it. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's the thing, like me and Adam's been talking about that a little bit here and there. It's like, if he, if he goes to the architect and like, so his job as the one is to, is to handpick who survives after the complete decimation of, you know, human life. There's like what, seven women and like four Three or four men. He's the boot provided. disc. That's what he is. Yeah. Yeah. Base program. Yeah. And like, I don't know. It's fucking crazy to think about that. The idea of that happening, because it's like, if you're the one and you, and you've done this up to seven times now, and you've had this experience all these times, one is now different. Why haven't you tried everything? Because they're all programs and they're not, they're not ever going to act out of what their programs are designed to do because that's how programs work. And if the entire thing's a simulation, then he's built to get out of it, which means there's more program. There's, there's more, uh, you know, uh, web space to, to, to be in, you know, more bandwidth to eat up. Right. But why would they put a fail safe in there for humans? I don't know, man. Whenever you get to the very end, which of course we will talk about next week, but it was like all of that builds up to the Oracle and the architect me. And it was like a game between them. Right. You know, it was like I, a, I've always thought like they a, were part. They were playing chess. Like I thought they were checkmate. the same. They're like the they're they're the they're the they're the initial back and forth data like Oracle and the architect like architect designs Oracle goes okay this works it doesn't work and it's just the back and forth yeah 
And that's why she knows everything, because it's happened before, right? Yeah, or like two different systems, and she's like, you know, you plug her in, the Oracle knows how everything's supposed to run. It's running, you know, and, and, and she's doing the system scan. Right. Finds the one. Like, it's crazy. You could you could really dissect both. You could dissect the whole trilogy from a technical level and how it relates to computers working. Or yeah. you could look at it on a philosophical level. Right. I, and and bravo uh, for them on that, for executing it so well. Yeah. And, like, the ideas that are presented and the way that they're they're presented and the way that if you actually you don't have to have a lot of knowledge of how this work to be able to understand how this how it's working in the matrix world you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and i love how they they try to teach you and coach you along the way specifically morpheus and i think this is why another reason why i like his character so much but they teach you and coach you along the way to where it doesn't sound like they're talking down to you, but they're not over explaining everything. They're trying to keep it, you know, as simple as humanly possible to follow. Mm-hmm. Like the idea of the programs and the programs are obsolete now, but they, you know, there's this light that creates programs and they, once they're upgraded or replaced, they're supposed to return to this, you know, return the to source. It. Yeah. And it's like if they, you know, some of them don't return to it. And that's where you get crazy French guy, you know, and the, you know, his little twin albinos, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh yeah. And then you start getting like, you get these crazy, like computer iterations of the supernatural. Yeah. Because you got to think that those, the twins were agents at some point. They were ghosts. Yeah. They were like, like the ghosts of former agents shit. Yeah, and that's how I always viewed them was like these are decommissioned agents. And it's well, I mean, like, they explain in there like they're like anytime you've ever had deja vu or you've seen a ghost or you've you know you felt like, you know, they were breaking it down to where it was like, you know, any of that supernatural shit you you've you've witnessed are just glitches in the matrix. Yeah. It's fucking nutty, man. The 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 writing is just like it's so incredible, man. Here's one of the things they were able to do with that movie, and I remember this like watching that with people that didn't like sci-fi movies, yeah, but fucking loved The Matrix, yeah. You know, like we're talking like people that, I mean, you know, I'm not shitting on uh, Fast and Furious, but even some of the Fast and Furious crowds like fucking Matrix, dude action yeah. movie they were able to do that you know and to pull those people in and get them to watch it yeah well i mean well even though that doesn't well, always happen the, well despite the depth of the movie that that you can certainly go there if you want it's still you can also go on autopilot way. yeah yeah it's Just written in it. a way that you have it's it's and it's the way the, of the storytelling yeah that we circle back around to like it's a simple a to B hero's journey. Yeah. Yeah. And the universes that it takes place in is, is set up and given exposition in such a way that you can, it's just little bits here and there. You'll get this expedition exposition in the dialogue. That'll, you know, it's kind of like, um, slow drip to you. Yeah. It really doesn't overwhelm you at all. No. Um, I mean, not if you're paying attention. 
No, no, not at all. So you get like you get wo- awakened from the matrix, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Tank puts you in the chair and he's like, All right, what do you want to learn how to do? Everything. <laughs> day one what's the first thing that you're like i want to learn how to do this yeah do they have is it like a tattoo shop where they got a book i can look through you know <laughs> we'll say in this situation yeah, yeah. i gotta get a book yeah, of programs yeah i yeah. mean dude i'm all down for that i'm like i want this this like well like did y'all notice when he learned the uh drunken boxing yeah, and that was a nod to the uh, the Drunken Master movie, which the guy that did the choreography he worked in this movie. Yeah, yeah, that's why they put it in the movie. I, I've picked up a few trivia things uh, that I had no idea about. All right, you what, know, eighteen you years. Well, you know the rooftop scene. Yeah, where they're fighting on the rooftops. Yeah. So this movie was starting to cost a lot of fucking money, right? Right. That's the same rooftop from Dark City. Oh, no shit. It is. And you can tell they try to like move a few things, but they yeah. just recycled that rooftop because they didn't want to have to build all that. They wanted them to shoot on location. Right. And they were like, dude, this shit's already costing a lot of money. And we don't know if it's going to be a hit or not. So yeah, y'all got to use the Dark City rooftops. You know, a lot of it was I- shot in like Australia, Chicago. Yeah. Um, but I, I never knew that. I mean, well, I don't know why I would, but that's when cool, they put though. them I side love... by side, it's like, yeah, that is, that's the exact same. I love dark city anyway. I so say another really terrific cool. movie. Yeah. That's on my list that we've got to get to at some point. Um, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. Like, like I said, it's been a very long time and I don't, I really don't know why. This is why I personally think that I haven't revisited the Matrix is because for 10 to 15 years before memes were memes, you know, and before pop culture kind of evolved into what it was. Yeah. It all originated kind of with the Matrix Mm -hmm. uh, to a certain degree. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, whenever you know, anything that would be like humorous or anything like that would kind of get off the ground that is related to the internet. It would have some, it would inevitably at some point have a matrix tied to it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So for like the last film came out in 2003 from 2003, probably up until 2010, if not longer, we were just constantly getting dick slapped in the face by matrix shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, you had all these grand debates and you had all this shit about, you know, this movie was fucking dog shit. The first one was the best one. The, uh, the sequels were terrible. Like it was constantly people bickering about the matrix. And I think that like, it says a lot about the film, but it also has a lot of burnout that comes with it. You know what I mean? Because like, um, imagine if, if, they were to release like Endgame or Infinity War, like at the time that they released the Matrix mm-hmm. and something, you know, because like on the same scale, like something like that's never been done before, like and all this kind of stuff. For the net, I mean, we're still talking about Endgame now, but we're talking about like the ramifications of what happened in Endgame and how it's going to affect the mar- overall Marvel universe. That wasn't the end of the franchise. 
the last Matrix movie was the end of the franchise. And people just took it and ran with it. And I think that that kind of left a bad taste in like a lot of people's mouths and mine specifically, because it's like everybody talks about it. Like I don't, I'm fucking tired of hearing about the fucking matrix. You know what I mean? Yeah. We had a VHS copy of the first matrix and my stepdad watched it all the fucking time, dude. Really? Yeah. And I kind of got burnt out on it. You know, just saw it over and over and over again. See, my experience was, was that when I was younger was completely different from y'all's. Um, I didn't have an overexposure to it <clears throat> because of my access to stuff like that at the time. Right. And so when I was, you know, about, about teenage or whatever, it was around the time that my, my father finally gave in and got us like, you know, the first uh, upgrade to digital TV when that was first starting to be a thing, you know? And on, it was either HBO or Cinemax. They had the Matrix playing, and I'd always wanted to see it. Never thought to rent it, but I still wanted to see it, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Or buy and it. Watched it, and well, it was around the time where my father had this habit where we would get he was bootlegging before bootlegging films was a thing, you know. Like double. Right. I'm sure, I'm sure y'all had a relative that did the same. Where yeah, you hooked the yeah. VCR up to the TV, recorded off TV, get those, yeah. get those uh, commercial free movie channels, and then just you know, how many tapes do you want to buy today? Yeah. You know, and you didn't really like that movie, so let's just record over that one. Yeah, you yeah. only do so, that so many times. But my like, original shit. copy of The Matrix was a recorded one off of uh, HBO. And I probably played the, I probably played that VHS till it was nothing. And it worked no more. It was one of those chance. It was one of those films. And after watching, it was one of those movies. It's, it's one of the rare films where it doesn't matter what point in the film it's on or anything. If it was on TV and it was on, I turned it to it. And more than likely I sat through the rest of it. Um, um, it's definitely a personal favorite of mine in the science fiction category. Like I, I revisit this trilogy uh, quite often. Well, and to be honest with you, after this recent yeah. viewing, I'm definitely going to put this in my uh, rotation. One hundred Yeah. Because I mean, like I said, like, you know, burnout, you know, was too young to really understand what's going on. I didn't pay attention, man. Like, I didn't yeah. pick up on everything. I didn't. I was a kid. And I think it holds. I just didn't. It, it, it hits differently every time you watch it, too. Especially like, being 30, you know? The way, like, yeah. the, the way it resonates with me now, as opposed to how it did, you know, a couple of years ago when I introduced my kids to it, Um, the youngest loved all three of them. Like, she sat there with me and just binged the shit out of it. But, but yeah, it's just, they're really good. You know, now you would have been younger, Griffin. I was 12 when I watched this movie in 1999. I was 12. Oh, in 99, I was nine. Yeah. So there, I mean, you know, I just didn't pick up on everything. Like, yeah. Watching it now and watching it all together too, because I think I had my order fucked up. Right. With the other two. (laughs) 
Because when the and second you know, one comes on, I'm like, wait a minute, I thought this happened in the third one. What the yeah. fuck? I lost my point a second ago, but I, I regained my traction. Did you guys notice in this watching of it, um, this trilogy broke a lot of general audiences' brains. Oh, yeah. And has been doing so for quite a while. And I think the memes support it, too. But just the idea, because the the movie presents the dangerous idea to people, to a large population of what if there's more? What if what we're getting isn't isn't the full charade? There's some other shit going on. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that's why it's it's so easy to 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 be meme. That's why it was meme to death, because it. It's the first movie to take that message and embed it so heavily that, you know, yeah, it kind of hands you a blueprint of like, hey, connect the dots like this for a second. Think about it in this perspective. And, you know, you'll get there, you know? Yeah. Well, and and after watching this and, of course, watching when we do the, the one next week, um they're doing the matrix four mm-hmm. i'm like, looking at the pictures right now dude and it's got trinity in it really yeah so it's like what are they gonna do and you know what i mean like trinity like i don't know yeah i mean after watching these two and how much i've really enjoyed these and after we watched the third one i think that if if they don't do like a split release to where they release it in, um, it, on a streaming service when they release it on, uh, in theaters, well, it's on we HBO. Have... So, right, it could yeah. go there too. They've got the whole trilogy up on HBO Max. Right. If they don't release it on HBO Max at the same time that they do it in theaters, I think we owe it to ourselves and to the Matrix. To go and wa- do a, do a theater review, you know what I'm saying? Like we owe it to we did it with- Yeah, for sure. Because he right? believed I in mean, us the whole time. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I mean, we did it for like what Endgame or Infinity War, one of those. I think it was Endgame. Maybe we all went to the theater and watched it, and then we did. I mean, The Matrix is like it. It done more for cinema than the Marvel movies have to an extent. You know what I mean? fucking ridiculous to even think about but like jesus so of course they got keanu coming they got trinity neil patrick harris for some reason <laughs> morpheus also, is not the, on imdb but it man it would be cool if he shows up in that fucking movie like yes maybe they're keeping He's that a secret like, i don't know i just there's got to um, be a morpheus dude watching it though made me kind of sad a little bit <clears throat> And the reason why is because, you know, before before the advent of Marvel, you had an era of films where ideas like The Matrix would get made. And had these movies not came out when they did, I really feel like Matrix 4 wouldn't even be happening. I don't personally think that it that this trilogy deserves to have any more content added to it. I think it is a full story left yeah. with enough vagueness to be debated on and talked about and revisited, you know? 
but the way it ends, because, man, it's just it, a nice little bow tied up. Like it, it just made me sad because it's like it, it made it made me realize just how much time has been devoted to Marvel now, yeah. and not that it's a bad thing, but it is. Yeah, <laughs> you know, well, ever since the Matrix came out, because I looked at it earlier, X Men came out in two thousand. Wow! So the last eighteen years, yeah, we've been no, getting Marvel twenty one. <laughs> The last 20 years, actually, man. Fucking ridiculous. Well, um, I'm ready to rate it, man. I mean, we can sit here. This is the thing. We can sit here and dissect the film watching two of the three. Or we can really like dig in deep whenever we watch the third one and go in and talk about some of these things like you know, the Oracle stuff and the architect stuff and, you know, how everything ends. Cause like, you know, Adam watched it recently. I haven't watched it in a very long time. And it's like, it's, it's going to be hard to discuss some of these ideas when like the movie's out <laughs> and it's been out since 2003. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, I'm going to make some notes for the next episode when we do it. Yeah. And talk, you know, yeah, once we and, watch that last one, we because it's a whole another two hours, you know. But, but yeah, keep uh, that keep really that thought in the back it. of y'all's keep that thought in the back of your mind now, Griff. The idea that like they that they're not leaving the Matrix, they they never did. Right. Okay. I feel All like right. it's going to make the ending hit a little different for you. Shit. I like getting hit different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I just want to say uh, I never thought that Trinity was that hot. No. I don't, and, and there was this whole thing, remember? Like, yeah, I remember. She was so hot in the movie, and it's like, I mean, she looks like she now. I don't know if you guys have seen her recently. And age well, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, but she probably a got time. in shape. Nah, yeah. dude, she's chunky in the photo set photo. She's, she's, she's got that quarantine weight. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, I mean, we everybody's all got, got a little. Did you see Will Smith? Yeah, everybody's got yeah. a little quarantine, you know. I seen him, you know. A star, dude. I'm giving yeah, I'm it. What's them... that thing they plug into them? They have a word. They have a name. They call it. It's just um, a plug. It looked like it hurt. Yeah, especially <laughs> the first time. Yeah, right. I bet it feels good when they pull it out. Yeah, right. You're you know like, what I mean? You get like yeah. the piss shivers. Like, yeah. ooh, 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 you know, oh, thank, thank you for pulling that out. Um, it's like pulling out a splinter. Having looked at like, like, that sounds like a really crazy disease you get on the open sea. Like you got to be careful why you get the piss shivers. Shiver be piss be timbers. <laughs> um, having looked at all the like simulation theory stuff, yeah. it was kind of cool watching the matrix again and like thinking about that. Yeah. As you know, I mean, if it ain't already happening, we're not too far away from it happening. Right. I'd I'd pop in the Matrix. Fly around a little bit. Yeah. Just like VR. Yeah. Yeah. It's like VR on crack. Yeah. Why not, dude? More or less. Yeah. Be fun. You know. Well, like Cypher said, ignorance is bliss. Until it's not fun anymore. It's like, oh, no. Yeah. The machines are taking over. 
I'd be the first one to sell out, dude. They'd be like, we need to know where Zion's at. I'm like, it's right down there. Right. It's down like you just there. it's like you, you wanna leave you wanna leave the matrix enough kinda like on a gaming level. You wanna leave to know a few codes and exploits, not really wanting to stick around for the mods. <laughs> or the hacks. Yeah, yeah. Fuck the hacks, dude. Fuck aim bots, dude. Aim hacks. Fuck. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> what are we gonna do? They better balance this shit soon. Release a patch or fucking some update <laughs> notes or something. You know what the I'm devs abandoned the matrix on a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> running rampant on IMDb, it's rated one of the top. It's in the top sixteen. Like the movies. first one, yeah, yeah. I can see that serves a spot on that. I guess that's a top one hundred list or something. I mean, you know, I might even put it a little me, higher. You know, for me, it gets a full like one and two so far, and the whole trilogy eventually. But we'll we'll still rate it. But it gets a full uh, a full chaotic screen from me. All right, all right. I give it three Agent Smiths. <laughs> Mr. Anderson. The great thing about being me is there's so many of me. <laughs> He's so good, dude. Yes. Mr. Anderson. I was like mouth breathing. It's like one of you has a future. The other one does not. <laughs> like the way they dubbed that part. I always love that scene where he's like, I just learned Kung Fu. And he's like, show me. I feel like Hugo Weaving watched a few episodes of CSI Miami and uh, took that like took that dude's fucking acting cues. Because mm-hmm. he would say all kinds of shit, you know. He'd be like, how about this one? How about I give you the finger and you give me my phone call? Yeah. And he's like, how can you talk when you cannot speak? He was programmed low and slow. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, guys. Um, we got a couple little movie news things here. So, Trav dropped this in here from Bloody Disgusting. Amazon Scrap Dark Tower Pilot is the ultimate what-if for Stephen King's uh, constant readers. Uh, the Man in Black fled across the desert and the losers followed. The road to Stephen King's The Dark Tower on screen has been long and costly, but two have come close. In 2017, Sony and director Nicolaj Arcel brought the fantasy epic to life with a feature film starring Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey. Although a minor box office success, the film flopped with critics and fans, nixing any plans for further sequels. Two years later, MRC and executive producer slash showrunner Glenn Mazura attempted a pivot to the small screen with a more faithful reimagining of King's work by dialing back the origins of the series. Um, see 1997's prequel novel Wizard in the Gla- Wizard in Glass. Mazara envisioned a multi-season arc for Amazon and director Stephen Hopkins shot the pilot in Croatia. Sadly, the streaming giant passed on the series in the early tw- in early 2020, leaving the 60-minute pilot in limbo. Fans were in turmoil. Recently, however, the Losers Club was fortunate enough to screen the pilot and gathered together gathered together to palver, palver, palver over what they saw. 
Below, you can hear an in-depth rundown of the episode in addition to their thoughts as they move along. What's more, the losers spoke uh, to Mazara himself, who re- regaled them with a handful of insightful behind-the-scenes anecdotes and piles of notes for what could have been the future episodes and seasons. Without spoiling anything, Mazara truly remembering truly remembered the face of his father and entire saga more or less amounts to a pitiful what if in King's dominion. Um, so why haven't they released this on? I mean, it'll, it'll find its way but online. At it'll, some yeah. Point, see, right? they passed on it. So yeah. they don't want to pay the money to put it on their damn thing. And I mean, it's a damn shame. Cause you know, that's what we always say is like, it needs a series. We need more. Like we can't yeah. do this in a fucking movie, dude. We, we need a TV series. Uh, and it and it sucks because they're like we're doing it we're not doing it we're doing please, it we're I, not wish, doing I really want this pilot to leak I would like to see it so bad you see that I'm shot sure down there from it yeah I that's a fucking it, bummer like... dude <clears throat> so it'll what... be confined it'll be confined to a midnight one o'clock uh, screening like they did that weird ass will of Tom pilot yeah. So hmm. what do, what do they mean by by dialing back to the origins of the series? See ninety seven's prequel novel. In, so in 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 the novel Wizard and Glass, there's a moment where Roland starts explaining backstory, and it's a chunk of the novel. It's it's a good two thirds of the book where it explains Roland after he like you read the first book, so after he fights. After he fights his trainer and some more things happen or whatever, his father sends him to the barony of mages with him and his original quartet. And it's just all the shenanigans there that leads it. I mean, it's a, it's a point that also shows him where like his quest for the tower really starts. Right. And that gets, that actually gets covered uh, in, in even more detail in the, uh, in the, in the first couple of uh, arcs of the comic books. But yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't, it's, they weren't adding anything original. Like it wasn't like them sitting there writing a whole new story. They were, they were going to do it. This looks like they were going to start doing it in chronological order. They were going to build up to him doing the backstory shit. And it's going to cut to him in the desert fighting Walter. Like it was going to probably do a time gap between the moment Walter betrays Stephen Dustin, his father and fucking everything goes to shit. And Gilead or Gilead. <clears throat> and then it was probably going to fast forward to, okay, this is why Rowan's in the fucking desert chasing his ass. Right. I hey, mean, what's crazy, man. Some of the shit they have on Amazon and they don't want to make this. Like, I know, yeah. That's, I don't know. Bad call. Well, I mean, like, do we really. Do we really need one more Amazon or any streaming service original where the show is about a woman fucking her way to the top? Because I've seen a lot of these shows. A lot. And it's the same fucking shit, guys. Right. And it blows my goddamn mind. And it makes sense why we only get news on shit like The Boys or Stranger Things or like why there's not uh, like eat more content like that, it's because the larger seventy five percent of the shit that gets put on there is for, and you can agree with me or not, but it's for the housewife. 
Right. The stay at home, the one, the, the the person who's going to be binge watching Netflix a hell of a lot more than people like us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but you got to think like, I've got to sit here and think that the audience that the built in audience already for, um, the dark tower. And then all of the people that have not had the time or the pleasure of reading the books that would like, you know, that, in you know, a different interpretation of it or a different way to, to digest that information, the audience would be there and you would get the numbers. I mean, yeah, I think so too. I think the carryover from services like Disney plus from fans of like, like star Wars and, and you know, that, that whole demographic would be the one sucked into the dark tower. I think. Yeah. Cause it's a, at the end of the day, it is a long, like Stephen King's version of Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. You got a character who's on a long ass journey. He's got a fucking walk there, and God damn it, he can't just get there peacefully, right? And yeah, so it, it hits all the check marks. I mean, it's got fantasy. I mean, it really is multi genre storytelling because it just King manages to add all the different types of elements to it horror, sci-fi, comedy, like there's a little, there really is a little bit of everything in the story. And it, 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 it is a shame that this property is having such a tough time getting yeah. its ball going because yeah. it could definitely snowball into so much more. Yeah. Well, and I, and I thought that like when they did the stand that that would be a good jumping off point. Yeah. And... To go into the show and. But people shit on the stand. They could even use the same dude. Yeah, I know. I mean, he was good. And people, and people, I don't understand. People are, are, are more than capable of taking in crossover stuff now to the point where because of the success of Marvel and all of its, it's, uh, you know, leading the charge and, and, and that type of storytelling you you can you you can take the parts of the marvel formula that work and apply it to the dark tower without necessarily turning it into the mcu right um i feel like they could have and and just this one movie if it was one of the things where they were like hey we don't want to risk it entirely and we don't want to really delve into sequel, you know, stuff for this movie just yet. They could have done the Dark Tower film in a way that it's set up to where in future films shit could be brought up. It's like, why is this happening? It's like, oh, well, uh, well you know, we hear there's a gunslinger heading to the tower, and they're like, oh, fuck. And, and, and audiences would understand it for the most part, especially considering that people go into these movies are Stephen King fans. They probably read every goddamn book the man's ever published they're aware of what those references are. Yeah. Yeah. And they've and watched the studios, it all. the studios don't want to, to take that risk. And it's completely in the realm of irony because the dark tower film is exactly that. It is nothing but references thrown at your face. And if you didn't read the books, you didn't get why the fuck you were looking at half the shit, right? right? Why some of the shots that were there were even there and, and what their context was. Right. 
but you know. Well, uh, see see the episode of the Dark Tower. For, yeah, for more fucking for more fucking uh, Travis shitting on it, I guess. Right. Well, I mean, and and you would think that like it came out and made all the money, mm-hmm. right? Both people loved them. it. Yeah, and and I really enjoyed both of them for you know what they what they were. I yeah. mean, I never read it. I don't have you know the time to read. 1200 pages right now but um but i thought that that was going to be a jumping off point for you know because it wasn't long yeah well because it wasn't long after that for and the dark tower came out right because it came out first and then the dark tower kind of became what it became and then after that it's like now it's kind of in limbo it made its money the stand came out and people either loved it or hated it to a certain extent you know like the critics especially. So it's like now's the perfect time to where if, if like one, you know, publisher, like if, if Sony or, you know, whoever got their hands on this and they're like, this is what we want to do. All right. We want to make the dark tower. And then depending on how the, you know, season one goes, we'll use that as a jumping off point. And as more seasons get produced, then we may continue to use that as a jumping off point to adapt other bits of King's work because you're already going to have some of the set pieces from some of that stuff. Right, Trev? Like if they, if they adapt some, a lot of this dark tower stuff, then some of those set pieces and some of those locations are going to be built in and already going to be produced. Well, well, just like you, like you said, there, there's the, they have several setting changes, of course, but, they're constantly double backing to places in the stories. And, and honestly, if, if it, you could, you could seriously take, cause I think we brought it up before uh, on the podcast. You could seriously take the entire show format that lost went by that entire template. Right. You could, you could take that re rework it, rework the characters and all of this. And you would have the story of the Dark Tower. Um, because in theory, um, I don't know how far you got into Lost, but I know Adam finished it. Um, near the end, there's this <clears throat> there's this artifact that's got to be removed in the middle of the island. And when that when it gets removed, the end game shit starts happening. Right. The island's falling apart. Typical Indiana Jones shenanigans ensue, and while this this weird thing's going on, you have another timeline that's far in the future, and everyone's at this church, and they're talking about the idea that the everything on the island happened, and they're all together, like people who have been dead for seasons. Like it's just it's this weird thing going. On. Then you have another time. Like there's just so many different workings, and it. it's like it all t- it it all works just like the Dark Tower storytelling does too. Because you have different where and wins, you have different shit going on simultaneously. Like, and it's written in a way to where you can digest it and not be confused. But when you step back and 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 work everything into how it would work chronologically, a lot of shit's happening at once. Right. And they could take Lost. I mean, it's like I said at the beginning, man. You could take Lost template, 
re rewrite a few things and you could do the dark tower like that. Right. And it would be good. I think. Yeah. It'd be a hell of a lot better than clearly what they're pumping out right now. Yeah. Well, maybe in the future we'll get somebody's interpretation and vision of the dark tower. It's I mean, I'm to happen at some point, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I'm not holding my breath by any means, but me either. I, well, I, I'm, I've stopped. Like the movie, the movie was good for what it was, but it let me down in such a way that like it, it was the final nail in the coffin. I was already kind of getting over the idea of a dark tower film ever coming out. And then it did. It shot my expectations through the roof and then it completely did not meet those. And so now it's just one of those things where it's, yeah, it's a great property, but outside of the books, nothing else. It's it's not gonna. It's dead. You know, it's a dead franchise. Oh, I'll give it. I'll give it ten years. I'll give it it's ten. Gonna, years. It's going to take a lot more comic book stories to come and go before I think they'll ever give it the proper attention that it needs. Right. So you got to find the right company, man. That's willing to sink the cash into it. Yeah, and they have to. I mean, it ain't like he doesn't have enough money. (laughs) And you know, the story has violence. The story has really, you know, graphic moments. And I want it. I would want it to hold an R rating so that it could really make those moments impactful. Yeah. But them maintaining an R rating for the series, they could still pull it off without being excessive or ridiculous. Right. If if they could do the storytelling in terms of like Lord of the Rings, where it's just, man, we got to get there, then we'll fucking deal with it. You know, like there's, yeah, it's not going to be every ten minutes a gunfight. It's it's a lot of talking, a lot of like the dilemma of, you know, because there's so much shit going on with each of those characters, and right. yeah, you know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Next, we've got, uh, you know, they're making Knives Out too. I did not know so, this. Yeah, so I'm Knives Out. This. I really enjoyed Knives Out. I thought that what uh, Ryan Johnson was able to do with that first one was fantastic. A uh, little mystery film, you know. Yeah. Um, and Knives Out two teams Ed Norton mm. with Daniel Craig and Dave Batista. Oh. Um, it's quickly becoming quite clear that Knives Out 2 will carry over the tradition of featuring an impressive ensemble cast. Led by Daniel Craig as Master Detective uh, Blanc, the original murder mystery movie was written and directed by Ryan Johnson. After its release to great critical and financial success in 2019, Netflix forked over more than 450, I'm guessing 450 million, but right here it's just $450. <laughs> To secure the exclusive rights to two Knives Out sequels to be written and directed by Johnson with Craig returning. Uh, The next installment of the series continues Blanc's adventures with the detective now investigating an all-new mystery with a totally different cast of characters. Recently, it was reported that Guardians of the Galaxy and Army of the Dead star Dave Bautista has joined the cast in a main role. Now, a new report from Deadline reveals that Norton is part of the ensemble as well and with just three confirmed names so far, the A-list cast of Knives Out 2 is already very impressive. I mean, Ed Norton hasn't done anything in a minute, right? It's been a minute. Uh, he was in that Alita for like two and a half seconds where he had the fucked up eyes, you know? The Yeah. 
Um, not, not enough to really be considered a role, which, by the way, I would watch a sequel to Alita. I know we probably brought it up when we reviewed it, but I, I would, would yeah. absolutely like to see more of that story play out. Yeah, 100%. Um, but yeah, this is looking uh, pretty interesting. Like, I'm, I really enjoyed Knives Out. And to me, Knives Out kind of had this, the same effect that uh, Baby Driver had, right? Like, you don't really need to do a sequel for it because it felt really good standing on its own. But it's great that he created an, an incredible character yeah. with Daniel Daniel Craig's Blanc as the detective. Yeah. And then you're going to take that idea, move that character to a different place. Yeah, dude. Yes. So you're going to get a whole new cast of characters, which, like, how dysfunctionally crazy and brilliant was the family? from the original knives out, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm kind of excited to see where they go with this and how they treat it. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be really cool and really interesting. And they're getting, they're doing two sequels. Yeah. So I don't know. If, I mean, they could in theory, on back to back, if it's going to be two different, well, it'll probably be two, two different cases, two, two different families, yeah. two different, you know, which is fine with me. I'm cool with that. So, but yeah, wow. Knives Out too. Yeah. Um, James Gunn here, speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy from the last post, uh, James Gunn will never say never about returning to the MCU after Guardians Volume 3. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 director James Gunn has rekindled hope for his return for Volume 4, uh, though remains steadfast in his assertion that the upcoming sequel will be the end of the arc he has planned for from the first movie gun recently revealed that he plans for guardians of the galaxy volume three, but his recent comments on the subject will no doubt have MCU fans crossing their fingers for further nostalgic adventures or intergalactic adventures. So basically somebody tweeted the artist formerly known as super duper Dave. Mm-hmm. Is that Dave Batista? I don't know. I think so. So they tweeted, said, Drax isn't going anywhere. He just won't be played by this dude. By the time G3 comes out, I'll be 54 years old, for God's sakes. I'm expecting everything to start sagging any second now. And then James Gunn said, there's no Drax without you, buddy. You are the MCU's Drax, the Destroyer. And as far as I'm concerned, could never be replaced. And you have the right to do whatever you want with your acting choices. And then would you do a fourth guardians of the galaxy movie if given the chance? So someone tweeted him that and he said, me never say never, but I see volume three as the end of the guardian story. I started telling back with volume one. So I didn't read a lot of guardians of the galaxy, but there's different, just like every like yeah. Marvel team, right? There's different interpretations of it, right? I'm sure. And well, they kind of set it up at the en- end of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two with Stallone, right? Mm-hmm. So like, w- nothing's came of that. We don't. I don't know if anything will ever come of that. But it's an interesting idea where they could still take that cast of characters or a similar cast of characters and continue with their you know space adventures. So you know. I'm cool with whatever Jane. I like I'm super excited for that um Suicide Squad film. Yeah. 
just because of his involvement and, you know, his, his filmmaking and everything. So I'm interested to see what they do with it. And, uh, I'm cool with it. If they do Guardians three, four, five, six, I'm sure, I'm fine man. with it. It's that. a cool cast. And dude, I mean, yeah, Batista can say whatever he wants time, to say, but if the price is right, he'll fucking come back and make another movie, dude. I mean yeah. But at the but at the same time though, um I really think that, you know, with with the way these Marvel the way the MCU is being so vastly populated now with all these different characters, I think if it's a hit with audiences and they want more, give them a trilogy. But they need to they need to seal the deal on some of these, you know, on some of the properties. From then on, let them have a capacity as a cameo or a supporting character. But yeah, you know, you don't. Three is is staying long enough to be missed when you're gone. Right. Outside of that, oh. with films, I mean. Only so many films have been able, only only one property I can think of has managed to go this long, and 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 it's even questionable now. But even with Star Wars, yeah, I mean you're right. And but here's the thing too that like I was kind of thinking about whenever I was reading this. It's like, what if James Gunn decides to do something other than Guardians of the Galaxy? You know what I mean? Oh, as like, a filmmaker, I will gladly watch any of his next, you know, his his next ideas. Yeah, and if they're MCU related, that's that's awesome. If they're not, that's still awesome. Yeah. So it it would be cool if like, you know, all that shit happened. It is what it is. He's back. If he decided to do something else with the with a different property, it would be like he did Brightburn, right? Yes. Didn't James Gunn do Brightburn? Mm-hmm. He did. So he did a horror superhero film yeah. that was done very well. So, like, you can't pigeonhole him as the the space sci fi Marvel guy. You know what I mean? Well, now he's doing Suicide Squad. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and I think that he gets pigeonholed as a a comedic filmmaker because of like Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff. But I think, like, for real, though, if he did something and did it seriously, um, I think it would be great, man. And I would like to see his, you know, his interpretation of whatever Marvel hero, like, Ghost Rider or something. You know what I mean? Like, what's what's stopping him from, you know, doing something like that? And I don't know, you know, what Marvel thinks or whatever about that. But it's like Brightburn, man. Ain't nothing funny about that shit, you know? I mean, that was a fucking horror film, right? I did see where uh, Batista turned down the Suicide Squad movie to make the Army of the Dead movie. Yeah, I saw that. And then I saw another article where Dave Batista wants to be the world champion of directors. And that may be why he's saying, like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to be older. I don't know if I want to. He wants to direct. I mean, I mean, well, I mean, he might have a vision. You know? Yeah, he's been in enough movies. He went from wrestling to, you well, know. I want to pull up his IMDb real quick because I'm I'm looking at it here. I mean, of course, a shitload of WWE WWF shit. Yep. And then, um, he was in Heist, Marauders. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Blade Runner, 
Hotel Artemis. Uh, you know, there's a. I want to like, I want to see him because he's kind of been put in as a either a comedic actor, right, or yeah. or an action like star, the Stuber movie, yes, which was funny, yeah. right. You want to see him do something but, serious? Well, that little bit that he was in Blade Runner mm-hmm. was incredible. Yeah. So I would love to see him do something like 100% serious. I think that he has the chops to pull something like that off. He's going to um, be in Dune, too. Yeah, I know. And I'm very excited to see him in that because that'll really show us, you know, what he's. Also, Knives Out, too. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Batista, yep. And yeah. then Universe's, Universe's Most Wanted. I don't know about that. It says, set in a small town whose residents find themselves under attack after a spaceship carrying the universe, Universe's Most Wanted and Dangerous Criminals crash lands in their backyard. I mean, that if that's not an animated film... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it sounds like an animated film to me, you know? Now look so. at the uh, the one at the top in The Lost Lands. Look at that one. That's a George R. R. Martin story. All W.S. Anderson? Yeah. Whoa, okay. wonder what's going to be up there. I mean, it's still, you know, what's this, something about well, a werewolf, but. Yeah. It's got Mila Jehovah, of course, you know. But. I don't know. I'll check it out, you know? Yeah. Uh, last up here, you know, we've got a lot of like, you know, Snyderverse and DC news, especially since we did, you know, the Snyder cut. But here's Zack Snyder's Man of Steel 2 plans included Brainiac and more Lex Luthor. Um, Snyder has shed some light on what he would have done with Man of Steel 2 and a new interview with Bro Bible. Bro. <laughs> All right, Bro Bible this week. Yeah, uh, Snyder spoke about the release of his next movie, Army of the Dead, which hits Netflix later this month. As the filmmaker is also still writing the success of the Snyder Cut, uh, the conversation also turned to the filmmaker's work in the DCEU, along with what could have been. Um, after helming Henry Cavill in Man of Steel in 2013, Snyder directed the crossover movies, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, and Justice League. He never got the chance to develop Man of Steel 2, and now that writer Tanishi Coates, I guess that's how you pronounce it, and producer J.J. Abrams are rebooting Superman for Warner Brothers, the sequel's chances seem far less likely. In his new interview, Snyder expanded on what could have happened in Man of Steel 2, which would have involved bringing in a powerful extraterrestrial foe. So we talked about a Brainiac movie, Mm -hmm. but I do think that the Kryptonians that are in the Phantom Zone are probably still around, and there was always a possibility for their return. Uh, Fiora, which is General Zod's right-hand woman, and whoever's left. Uh, That always was the thing that was out there that we talked about as a possible sequel or follow up. And I was always thinking, and I, and I just always think that it's best to give Superman these kind of extraterrestrial challenges, because I think 
that you got to be careful with his. I mean, other than Lex, and of course, you'd have to continue with Lex because Lex is his real nemesis. But I think you really have to look outside of the earth for challenges for him because of how powerful he is. Um, as far as Cat Cavill's version of Superman, Zack Snyder says he doesn't see himself taking any drastic changes with the character, instead continuing on with the same Kal-El we saw in Man of Steel and Justice League. I don't know that I would have taken him in a different direction than the direction I was taking him. I think Henry is a great Superman. I have a great time working with Henry. Uh, we endeavored to make him in Man of Steel a modern Superman in that in his relationships to society and or the modern world. Um, we did that now, and what would happen if? And that's kind of what the movie is about, frankly. Man of Steel is about what if we really had a Superman? What would it mean? Um, I mean, it, they, they've never done Brainiac. Right? Like in a uh, live action? Well, they've done him in some of the TV shows. Right, but we've never seen him like on the big screen. You know what I mean? No. I mean, to me... Yeah. Well, and you gotta think about it. Like <laughs> big Brainiac, budget brain! <laughs> Brainiac and Lex Luthor's, you know, like... Them two together has always been a very interesting combo. And it's always been a very interesting way to, that Superman's had to deal with that them kind of teamed up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think it's logical for them to go with Man of Steel. You know, after introducing Darkseid and doing all that, after doing Zod, after doing um, Doomsday, like, you've got to, you know, what more iconic villain is there that, that we haven't seen other than Brainiac? Because, I mean, of course you got Lex pulling all the strings and doing all this elaborate shit. Um, it makes sense. And it sucks that we're probably never going to get that. And I would love to have seen Snyder's interpretation of what Brainiac is and would have been, you know? Well, you know, at the end of justice league, we finally get like, he's, you know, Superman in his final form. Yeah. For you know sure. What I, mean? I would have loved yeah. to just see more of that Superman. Yeah. Like, no, he ain't taking shit from nobody. He's got fuck you money, you know? Yeah. Just fucking people up. Yeah. The way God intended it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you get that, you get that confident moment too, where, you know, Steppenwolf brings the ax down. It just, it doesn't even scathe him. He's just like not impressed. impressed, And then he freezes that shit. Yeah. Seeing that Superman, man, a whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. I would have been there. So I would have went not one, you know? Not fucking one. Um but that's that's everything I've seen so far. I mean Brainiac would have loved to have seen that. You know, we got some Batista talk and whatnot, but I haven't I didn't really see much yeah, more new from recycled stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's you know, we, we did get the phase four um, I think that's in the trailer. trailer. Yeah. So um, there's not really a whole lot to talk about there other than to watch it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and Loki comes out in June. So, I, and the reason this is why Loki comes out in June, Trav, and I had no idea. My brother texted me about this. The bad, 
the Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. It's it's what's playing on Disney Plus right now. Makes sense. So I'm gonna he's he's watched it and he said it was amazing. So I'm gonna gotta check um, it out. Acquire it. Yeah, I'm gonna acquire it. And they finished up um, Invincible. Yeah, I got and a I, I got a notification when I got on that. It was like the show's finished now. If you want to binge it, yeah, Corey and said that's, it was good. Yeah, I've seen some of the fight scenes and stuff, and it looks pretty. Uh, I really like the animation good. style. Yeah, I do too. I do too. So, but um, yeah, that's all the news that you know. The news that you need to know, you know? We'll, we'll, we'll uh, roll that beautiful bean footage. It's nice to see dude out here making some shit that's not fucking Walking Dead. Yeah, I know, right? And I've always heard that that um, Invincible comic series was incredible. And it's probably a good idea that they took it the animated route. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, an honorable mention that I'm going to throw out, and I'll tell Adam uh, last night. Um, so far, what I've watched of it, Jupiter's Legacy seems pretty decent. Oh, really? Yes. Shit, I didn't even know it was out. Uh, the pilot is absolutely worth your time, though. On Netflix. Um, yeah, you've seen you've seen this plot before, but it's still interesting enough. Right. I'll leave it at that. Shit, I'm interested. So are they releasing it weekly as well, or is this... Um... Uh, to my knowledge, uh, the whole thing is classic Netflix, man. You got the whole thing. Good deal. Can't beat classic Netflix, yeah. bro. Yeah, bro. Classic Netflix, bro. <laughs> you know, you stream and dream, bro. Stream and dream. <laughs> if that wasn't their tagline, you know what I'm saying? Like, it needs to be. What are you doing tonight? Stream and dream? Are you still Not watching? Yeah. Are you dreaming or streaming? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm ready for some trailers, man. I'm very excited to, I mean, we've got a bunch of good trailers lined up here, so I'm, you know, get jiggy with it. I'm excited to watch this next Matrix film, though, for real. Me too. You gonna watch it again? I might. I mean, shit, might as well. Like, did y'all watch, (laughs) did y'all watch the Animatrix? I have yep. I've never seen that. <laughs> I've watched it and it's uh it's not bad. I like how they managed how they gave us uh a little they gave us the, the one short story was about the boy who pesters the he uh, wakes up in the movies. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, there's one of them that's it's actually his story. It's crazy that they did that. Like I mean, how far ahead of its time was it? You know, it had a animated mm-hmm. tie-in to the film. Like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Just like some it, loose ends. Yeah. Just in case you wanted to know. Just some by the way. I mean, even even the games, man. Uh, Enter the Matrix. It was telling you what... Uh, God, what's her name? Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, um... Damn it. Will Smith's wife. <laughs> I, I can't, can't remember, remember her name it was, in the movie. 
it it that game tells you her and her uh her right hand uh man it tells you their story and adventure in the matrix up until the point that they meet in the movies. Like that's how that game ends. Yeah. I think yeah. I remember her being on the box for the, for yeah. the game. Cause remember, um, remember the whole idea when they go to, when they go to that meeting at the beginning of, of reloaded yeah. and yeah. they all just got done like being chased by the machines. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the final level and enter the matrix. The, okay. Uh, sunglasses like at night meeting. You have like a you have like a gunner uh final fight where you're fucking hauling ass down the little narrow corridors of the subway and their ship and like those machines are after you you gotta shoot them off and everything. That was a good game. Mm-hmm. I beat the shit out of it. It's like I made that game my bitch. Oh man. Niobe. Game. Game cube. Niobe, I almost called her Orifice. Almost says like we got Morpheus, you got Orifice, and uh, Morpheus used her Orifices though. You know, he'll come back up. I mean, I mean, do you blame? I mean, if I was Jada Pick, I would definitely be banging Morpheus all the time. I'm just saying. In the Matrix or like in the real world, both. She could get kinky in the Matrix. Yeah, that's true. Like, so how do y'all want to dissect these trailers, man? Nah, dude, in the Matrix, Morpheus is like, I'll be taking a little blue pill. <laughs> you know? Wait, before we get into the trailers, did you see the trivia thing? You know, Switch, um, the the female character in the first film, right? Blonde hair. It's, yeah. So the, the Wachowski brothers originally wanted, because whenever you go into the Matrix, you're interpretation of yourself manifests itself physically. Yeah. Right? So they called her switch because the idea was that mm. she was going to be a woman in real life. Mm-hmm. But whenever she would go into the matrix, she would be a man. And that's why they, that's why they called her switch. And I was like, I know that, you know, this came out in 99 and the studios, the ones who shot that down, but that would have been a really interesting concept for 99. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it would have been cool to see that, representation and i'm sure that they're probably going to do something like that i'll say if they want to do that in the new one yeah it'll be okay oh yeah but yeah that's whenever i was reading that i'm like that's such a matrix thing you know you know what i mean like yeah it's such a matrix thing because you never think about it like if if you interpret yourself as a different sex or age or gender or race or anything, then that's what would happen, right? Yeah, like the surrogate. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just something it's just to just a think program. About. Yeah. Program a dick. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's digital dick yeah, that you can get. You get to pick your size. I did see Dude. in the trivia, you know, whenever um Neo wakes up and he's in the pod oh. and the thing comes up to him and he's like super skinny. Yeah, um, he he shot that after they wrapped on photography. He had to lose weight and lose the muscle. Oh shit! To shoot that, so they shot that wow. like later on. You know, he went okay. home. They like go home, get skinny, don't work out, come yeah. back later and shoot that. And I thought that was cool that he put the work in, man. Yeah. You know, some people used to give that guy shit, man, but 
He's a good dude. When he goes in on a movie, man, he fucking goes in like, and this is, I yeah. forgot to bring it up, dude. This is where you see like John Wick being born. Oh yeah. For Cause sure, he's fucking man. wicking it up, dude. Yeah. He's getting wiki with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's um, wicking them off. I, I did see, you know, news articles and stuff like, so Keanu's sister has some kind of illness, right? Yeah. I think she's paralyzed or. Yeah. She's in bad shape. Right. And like, I can't remember exactly what it was and I'm sure you can look it up, but from this article that, or this thing that I was watching, he was donating like half of the money that he makes off of films to this charity research place Mm -hmm. to try to find a cure for it. Like, I mean, it's just, yeah. And he took care of her. Yeah. Like he's so like humble as a dude. Really? And everybody that, you know, has ever, any normal civilian that has encountered Keanu Reeves, I've never heard anything negative. Never, dude. Like when you see him like riding the subway with his subway sandwich. Yeah. You know, sad Keanu. And he's just sitting there thinking. I saw a video one time where they asked him about that picture. And he's like, oh, the sad Keanu. Uh, He's like, I'm just, you know, he's just spaced out, you know, looking at the ground. Yeah, I saw a video a couple of years ago where he was on a, he was flying commercial, and it was like a, a small flight from like you know the big airport out to like a little one. Yeah, and they canceled the ride, so all the people are standing inside trying to figure out what they're going to do, and there's no plane that anybody can get on. And Keanu's like, I tell you guys what, I'm gonna rent a bus, and everybody yeah. here that's going to the same airport, like you can ride. Yeah. And he gave them a tour. Like while they were driving, he was like, if you'll look to your left, you know, you'll see whatever bridge or can you imagine that? Like being on that bus and like, dude, this craziest shit happened today. Yeah. We reenacted speed. And he has like a crazy, uh, motorcycle obsession. I saw his motorcycle collection. Yeah. Ice man. Cool dude. Yeah. Uh, cool. And this makes me want to like segue from Matrix into the John Wick trilogy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Keanu gets, I mean, he's an easy target, right? For people to be like, whoa, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he like, did that in this movie. Yeah. There he was did, a few yeah. times where he was like, what's happening? Yeah. It's like, well, Bill and Ted, uh, <laughs> that's just you know another I mean? version of the Matrix, dude. Bill and Ted. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. Tied all together. Yeah. Swap board. Whoa. Like a come with egg woe, you know? <laughs> come with egg woe. All right, I'm ready for the trailers before I lose it on this egg roll shit. Come with egg woe. <laughs> First, we got. Marvel celebrates their own movies. They don't need people to fucking celebrate for them. They can celebrate themselves, you know? Is this the phase four thing? Yeah, this this is the phase four, like, teaser. It shows some new footage from, like, the Eternals and stuff like that. All right. But you know what it doesn't do? It doesn't come with egg roll. <laughs> it doesn't come with egg roll. <laughs> My. <All right>, okay. <laughs> Little Shang-Chi. Yeah, that's true. And a walk. Come with stir fry. 
<laughs> All right, y'all ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. Man. All right, three, two, one, play. <laughs> Equo. Damn. On your left. Oh my God, it's in here. Man, I wish I saw that in the theater. It's amazing. We're still waiting on that movie. Oh no. It comes out soon though. They said it's been finished for a year. So it's been sitting there. Untouched. I'll touch it. <laughs> there <What>? it is. <laughs> Eggwell. <laughs> that looks like it's gonna be good, man. Yeah, it does. I'm down for some Kung Fu fighting. Was that the Eternals? Yeah. Yeah. Was that Angelina Jolie in the Eternals? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Dude, before it's over with, they'll have Tom Cruise in a fucking Marvel movie like I kind of hope everybody's so. going like to Marvel. Will Smith. We'll see you there. Maybe. I'm excited. See you on Disney Plus. Yeah, right. I'm re- I, I, I'm interested in the Eternals so much because I know nothing about them, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know anything. Yeah. It, it's got the fucking dude from Silicon Valley in it. And right. that makes me super excited. He's fucking you know buffed saying? up. Uh, he's got a fucking eight pack, dude. I mean, I considered sleeping Too with many him. egg rolls, man. Come <laughs> 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 egg roll. <laughs> right, I'm, I haven't watched this Venom trailer. Corey asked me last night, hey, 
Have you watched the Venom trailer? I said, I'm pod locked on it, dude. Let's pod so, drop it. Yeah, let's <laughs> pod it like it's hot. All right, I'm ready. You ready, Trav? Yeah. Three, two, one, play. The fuck's all these chickens about? Making breakfast. Catch up. Can you imagine being hungover dealing with that? Fuck no, dude. Right here. Trav pointed that out. You see what he did? No, what? There's a magazine with Stan Lee on it, and he fixes, uh-huh. he pushes it back with his tentacle. Oh, no, I didn't even. Trav pointed that out. Didn't even notice it. That's Stanley's cameo. I like the song choice. Mr. Hardy. He looks fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, right. And that's why I'm not taking the vaccine. Yeah, for real, dude. Fuck that. <laughs> It looks good, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying not to get overhyped, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that trailer did look really good. <laughs> So that carnage, those carnage shots look good. Yeah. They kind of nailed the the Venom look. You know what I mean? Like, so. We're going to give you a chance, Sony. Yeah. I mean, one. They get one, dude. It better come with Eggwell. So that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Sony. <laughs> um, I'm excited about this next movie. Uh, it's trending number three, dude. Yeah, dude. I'm I'm excited. I Love thought A24. this was dead. Like, yeah, right. Well, we watched that fucking teaser forever ago, dude. Like yeah. pre-COVID. Yeah. And then you just didn't hear any more about it. And I was telling you the other night, or today, a few weeks ago, I was looking at movies and stuff, and I was like, whatever happened to that one movie? The Green. I went looking for it, and it was like, oh, it's still coming out. Yeah. Then we get a trailer because I knew it was about time. This looks interesting. 
Yeah, I'm 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 interested. I haven't watched this trailer yet, but like the stuff that we got, the teasers and stuff look fucking ridiculous. So I'm this is a full blown trailer right here. I had to make sure this wasn't some fucking concept shit, you know? Oh yeah, of course. Fucking tricking you with the trailers. Yeah. There's a Batman trailer making the rounds right now that's fucking he's like running down the hallway and I'm like, that's from that fucking movie with the time travel. The fuck the fucking the tenant? Yeah. From tenant, yeah. It's fucking anyway. Alright, let's get it. Have y'all seen this? No. No. Full screen in it. Here we go. Three, two, one, play. The green knight. A24. Cool logo. Look at this thing, man. Yeah. Like, what's a year to him, you know? Yeah. Low and slow. Fuck. What? When the fuck does this shit come out? That looks fantastic. It really does, dude. So the summer. I mean, we haven't got a a legit, like, unique idea film like that in forever, right? Oh, it's in the description, July 30th in theaters. I might have to go watch that. Like, for real. Because that looks looks great. Yeah, it does, man. Those fucking giant babies yeah, walking dude. around. It's what those things. Fuck? It's the Prometheus. Oh, the the engineers. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, I'll allow it. Well, we got solos. 
Is this about Warzone solos? <laughs> I was about to. I'm like, it ain't quads. Yeah. Solos, so grab a Bertha. Yeah, grab a Bertha and a self and meet me at the fucking final circle. Or somebody. Uh, Call forth that day. Uh, it's Morgan Freeman. So look. All right, before we watch this, Amazon's put money into this and not the Dark Tower. Here we go. Three, two, one, play. But it's got Morgan Freeman in it. And Anthony Mackey. It comes with that role. <laughs> it looks... Is he playing God again? Probably. So it's different stories. Both of them. <laughs> I mean, I'm interested to yeah, see. Yeah, I don't what's know what's happening on. there. Yeah, for real. It's got Anthony Mackie, dude. Love, death, and robots. This is a volume two, so apparently it's already on Netflix with a volume one. I haven't heard of it. No. Red band trailer. Okay, okay. Let me drop my comment. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, play. I think it's an anthology. Yeah. Like the Matrix, didn't it? Yeah. Kind of made me <laughs> want to check out the first half of it. Yeah, for real, right? Doesn't look bad at all.
Wait for the cream. Georgetown. Haven't seen Christoph Waltz in a while. Yeah, for real. This comes out seven days, dude. All right, y'all ready? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, three, two, one, play. Paramount. <laughs> She's trying to get her money. Yep. So did he direct it? I saw that. I don't know. Why wouldn't he use his whole name? Make sure. He directed it. I'm in on that. Yeah. Now, this was uh, 2019, I guess it got pushed back. Yeah. That's what he's been doing. So I got to check it out, see what the boy's up to. Yeah, I'd like to see, uh, you know, see how his first outing as a director looks. It's funny on IMDb, it says director Christoph Waltz as C. Waltz. That's his nickname, <laughs> C. Waltz. That's his uh, director name? He didn't write the screenplay. Right. But he is direct. But it is a biopic, so. Yeah. I like a good biopic. So. Still Walter. Is this the one with Matt Damon in it? Yeah, so... From what I read in the comment section when I pulled this trailer up, um, this is like loosely based on. Do y'all remember that uh, that that not Knox girl that was in Italy, Amanda yeah. Knox, and yeah. the roommate, her and her had a roommate, and they somebody got murdered and she went to jail, and then she had a few mistrials. They finally let her out and she came home. It's like loosely based on that. Oh, okay. All so right, he's playing the dad of her. 
Okay. All right. So somebody kind of threw a movie together. <laughs> they just threw the shit together. Yeah. Like, put it out. Put fucking Mad Damon in yeah. it. Jason Bourne. Yeah. All right, here we go. I'm ready. Three, two, one, play. Got a little accent. Sonic. Dale Water. He looks like he's into Q and on. That girl looks familiar. Yeah. It looks like the little girl from... What was that movie? It is the little girl from Little Miss Sunshine. Holy shit. Yeah, she's a big girl now. Yeah. Police. <laughs> Q and on. Mm-hmm. I might watch it on like a date night or something, you mm-hmm. know? Date night in, am I she wrong? She does like murder porn. Yeah, <laughs> she does, dude. Fuck. It's not murder porn. It's mysteries. Okay. You know what it sounds like to me? Murder porn. Fatherhood. Kevin Hart. Netflix. Has it got The Rock in it? I mean, I had to ask. Yeah, you know? either her, him or uh, any of his crew. Yeah, I mean, just Tiffany had somebody like. Yeah. Fucking Dasani. What's that chick's name? Aquafina. Yeah. Dasani. <laughs> Dasani. <laughs> uh, I was close. Yeah. All right, here we go. Fatherhood. Three, two, one, play.
single dad. The mom dad, yeah. Oh, gonna be a serious one. Yeah. It's the guy from, uh, what's that show called? Outer. King of the Sling. <laughs> like butt wheat, you know? He's going to take his crack at a serious movie. Yeah. Listen here, you little bitch. (laughs) (laughs) She's flossing. Yeah, that looks sad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sprinkled with his little comedy, you know? Yeah. So it's not too sad? It's still going to be sad, though. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Medea fans are going to be crying. He pushed the shit out of that clown. Yeah. Oslo, HBO. Let's see what it do. All right. Three, two, one, play. Oh, wow. What a time for this to come out. Yeah, right. He's in the Matrix.
Damn. That shit looks super serious. Yeah. I like this comment. Did they start a week ago or something? The timing couldn't be more perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Palestine saw this trailer and was like, bomb them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Stat. We don't want this shit coming out. Yeah, right. It was like rubbing salt in it. Ah. Heels. Is this about like the the shoe? No. This this is some kind of like wrestling movie, and you know a heel's like a bad guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. So is this the sequel to Ready to Rumble? Yeah. Let's see. What does it even say? I go. It's in a series too. Okay. Okay. Is Maxwell in it? Gotta be. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, play. Stars. Duffy, Georgia. Okay. Damn. Not much of a trailer. I mean, I got a question. How are they going to green light that and not Dark Tower? Yeah. Hell. You know what I mean? Like, Your daddy built a cathedral. Is Duffy, Georgia even a real place? I don't know. I ain't never heard of it. I'm going to Google it in a minute. I need to find out. Stranger Things season four trailer. These kids are growing up. Trailer. I don't know, man. Dude, how long has it been since the last season? Three Three years. years? (laughs) So I mean, it's feels feels like like it. it. Yeah, Yeah. kind of egg (laughs) But uh, I mean, these kids are growing up. Yeah, they're they're big now. Yeah, so. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Three, two, one, play. Is this just a teaser? They don't want to show us the kids yet because they're too big. Playing Pinko. Price is right. There's more kids. That's a doctor? I think so. He died. I don't even remember what happened. This has got to be a prequel, right? Flashback. 
I mean, that's got to be a prequel, right? Because he died oh. in the first season. Yeah. So. Will I had either, to drop this. Will it be the same girl? Like, no, they'll probably cast a younger version of Eleven. They've got to. I mean, she's grown. Almost. Yeah, she's almost an adult now, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The... I mean, she's... Yeah, anyway. The House Next Door, Meet the Blacks 2. This is like a... Like Got a my horror caps. comedy movie? Um, I don't know. Possible. What was that movie? Where'd all your furniture go? <laughs> this is that witch bitch from Left for Dead. What was yeah. what was the, was that? Meet the Blacks. I don't know, but that shit was funny though. But I'm ready though. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, play. I like my cubs. I do too. <laughs> it's like a horror movie, yeah. Hmm. What the fuck? Is that fucking <laughs> Cat Williams? It is. <laughs> He's a vampire. (laughs) Vampire in Brooklyn up in here. Shout out to Pear. So <laughs> <laughs> silly goes time, dude. It's Michael Blackson. <laughs> it does look funny. Silly goose time. Yeah, Williams is doing something a little different there, ain't he? Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he is a PIMP. Put it in your pocket. All right, guys. It's all trailer. Yeah. 
I mean, we hit all the high notes, man. And next week, and we're going to. Yeah. But can you take me higher? Yeah, I wanted to throw something at y'all. I know next week we're going to finish out the Matrix. All right, all right. Talk about that. But after the Matrix, on the 21st, Army of the Dead drops. Okay, okay, okay. I'm just trying to line it up where, you know. Why not? Watch a little Army of the Dead after that. I've been waiting to see that one for a minute. Yeah, let's do it. And I'm trying, I'm going to start a hashtag, release the Delia cut. (laughs) (laughs) You think it'll happen? No. But, I mean, it's maybe he'll be on the DVD. Oh, dude, he was finished. I mean, he shot, I don't think he was in the movie like very long. Yeah. Played a helicopter pilot, probably died pretty quick. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they were just re, like, they recast it and then reshot it. So, you know, he couldn't have been in there too long. Like, yeah. But I mean, yeah, I know. saw earlier when we were looking at uh, Batista, I scrolled down on that because I was like, when's that come out? Yeah. And it drops uh, not this Friday, but next. So, yeah. After the Matrix, Hermie of the Dead. I'm, I'm ready for it, man. For real. That trailer looks silly goose. Yeah, I think it'll be a fun little With time. A shitload of zombies. I think that they're doing they're already setting up to do like a prequel or something, right? So I think so. So I mean, hell yeah, let's do it. Let's let's figure it out, you know? Figure it out. I didn't read the article, but I did see earlier where they like the reviews are in early reviews. Yeah. But I didn't click on it. I don't want no spoilers. Nah, fuck nah. You know what I'm saying? That's our job. That's our job. Spoilers. Yeah. So, you know. So, fucking next week, we're going to hop back into the Matrix or out of the Matrix or never really or, left the Matrix. Right, 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 right. Oh, so, hey, let, let's try this too. Like, <clears throat> there's got to be a ton of Matrix theories, right? Got to be. So, I am going to see if I can find any weird Matrix theories. Uh, and kind of get a SWAT board out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, uh, Dry erase. Some, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Washable, you know, and, um, you know, s- kind of hit on some of these other matrix theories. Cause I think that that's kind of fascinating is the different theories that surround, you know, different people's interpretations of the film. You know what I yeah. mean? So I- I'll do that. And if anybody else, you know, cause Trav introduced the first matrix theory. So if I come across any other ones that are pretty interesting, I'm all, I'm gonna bring them up. We'll see. We'll keep you know, an eye out for some trivia, some Easter eggs. Yeah, yeah, you know the whole thing. So. Oh yeah. All right, guys, yeah. keep it real. We'll see you next week. Agro.